really, when I think about how I've been dressed as various characters, I wouldn't want to keep any of my wardrobe. Hello, everyone. Welcome back for a new edition of Collider Ladies Night. Today, I have the pleasure of welcoming Rachel House to the show. Hello, and how are you doing? Kia ora, kia ora. Real good, thank you. We have a lot to get to today, but we are paving the way to your newest release. It's Soul. It's out on Disney Plus on December 25th, and I can't recommend it enough, and I'm going to say the same about a lot of titles we're going to bring up today, but... I like to start off these conversations at the, the absolute very beginning and ask, what is the the movie, the show, the performance, personal experience, you name it, that first made you say, I have to be an actor? Oh. Where'd you think I was going with that? I think it was more, it was more a feeling. I, look, I, I wanted to be an actor when I was pretty young, so it was just a feeling, and I, I, I'd be lying if I said it was something deep. It probably wasn't. It was probably just that, you know, I really enjoyed getting attention. And people laughed. People laughed at me and probably also clapped. And I probably, as a little kid, went, oh, yeah, I've arrived, you know. Not the first time I've heard it. Yeah. <laughs> I get it. I, think, I mean, I, I'd say it's, it's, it's deepened since. Thank goodness. Um, and I don't do any live uh, performances anymore, really. Um, so, you know, it's, it, it has deepened. I'm much more interested in um, storytelling and, you know, what, what's packed into those stories as well. In that case, when you were first discovering this was something you wanted, wanted to do, do you remember the point that it switched from something you enjoyed doing as a kid to something that made you say, I have to pursue this as a career? Uh, no, it was always, that's all I was ever going to do. <laughs> so um, there was no switch, but I will, um, I can speak about when it started to change. And really it was about, um, it, it became that way when I, I mean, when I graduated from drama school and I started doing a whole lot of Māori, I'm Māori, I'm, I'm Indigenous to um, Aotearoa, New Zealand. And it was when I started, um, to be in, in plays and theatre that, you know, shared our um, stories and also, uh, you know, stories um, of, of loss, loss of culture, we were colonised. So, um, yeah, that's that's when it started um, becoming much more meaningful for me. And right now that's definitely, you know, how I feel I really want to share our Indigenous knowledge um, much more particularly as a director and, and as a writer, yeah. Yeah, I'm kind of jumping ahead here, but I was wondering if there was interest in directing a feature film soon. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, we've, I've just been casting actually. Are you allowed to tell us anything about, you know, the plots or the themes you're exploring in that? To me, I suppose as an indigenous woman, it's about a mountain calling out to these three young kids to come and find some uh, peace, you know, um, uh, by climbing, by climbing them and being uh, being on them. We see our mountains as ancestors, um, living ancestors, and so um, that would be my interpretation of it. But you know, uh, really, it's it's the, the the kind of pitch that that's out there, which is. Um, uh, quite appealing, I think, for young for young kids is that, you know, they, three young kids go in search of magic. Um, 
on a mountain. So, uh, yeah, it's fun. It's, 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 uh, I guess it would be a dramedy if I really had to say what it was, but you know, we, we do really want it to be funny, but we can't, um, you know, we can't say that it, it, it isn't also quite, um, uh, sad. There's, there's a sadness about it as well. So, um, yeah, it's not just a plain, it's not just, well, not, not, not plain, it's not just a comedy. Yeah. Uh, given some of the work I've seen you do with some incredible young actors out there, I'm sure you're going to knock this out of the park. I can't wait to see it. <laughs> oh, thank you. I really hope so. I hope it goes really well. I mean, we've we've got a few, uh, you know, things to get through, uh, obstacles to get through before we make it. Um, yeah. So yeah, fingers crossed. All all the stuff. Yeah. So going back to more of the beginning stages of your personal journey, given the fact that you've worked in so many mediums and you've done work in front of the lens and behind it, when you were first picturing yourself kind of making it in the industry, what, what were you picturing? Was it acting on stage? Did you want to be a director first? What was it? It was acting on stage. And, you know, I think often, you know, when we're young, we, we, we do sort of, uh, we have these dreams that aren't necessarily ours. Um, my mum was, my, my mum in particular, but both my mum and dad, they really wanted me to be in the, they, they, um, they came from the UK, the United Kingdom. So I guess, uh, you know, that, that, that was a big influence for what their bar was. Um, so my, my mum, you know, didn't, wasn't uh, backward about saying what she wanted for me, which was that I ended up in the West End in London uh, on the stage, um, preferably in Shakespeare or a David Mamet play. Um, <laughs> and so I suppose those were my dreams too, was I didn't really think I was that suitable for screen. So I, 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 I didn't even think about screen. And also, I suppose when I was younger, you know, theatre was much more uh, cool. Um, so, so yeah, uh, theatre was pretty much it. Yeah. <laughs> I have to follow up on that. Why would you think you're not suitable for screen? And then two, what changed that? I, I didn't see anyone that looked like me on screen at all when I was younger. So. There's, yeah, I just didn't even think it was a reality. Um, that would be it. Yeah, I didn't see anyone who kind of looked like me in, in all sorts of ways. And um, so I didn't think it was, yeah, I, I honestly did not think it was an option. I, and I, I also got told by a few different people that I wouldn't be on screen, you know, that I didn't. I, I think there was, a, this was a, a long time ago where you really had to look as, there was a sort of um, projection that you had to look a certain way to be on screen. And I didn't fit any, anything like that. What wound up changing your feelings in that respect? I didn't change. I just started getting auditions and, you know, I feel humbled and I feel grateful. Um, to have got this far yeah, in, in screen because I certainly never expected it. So, so I, I feel like you're so you're so self-deprecating when you're so accomplished. <laughs> I, am, I am curious, 
at at what point and I, and I know this is kind of a, an unheard thing in an industry that comes with so much risk and it's so difficult but is there a particular moment where you started to feel like a source of confidence like like I'm here and I'm doing it and I'm doing it with momentum I I I I would say actually um working on Tiger's films because you know talk about bringing people who looked like us to the screen <laughs> you know Tiger did it you know he he um he very much placed uh our people our culture you know in in the in the front and center um yeah and and I think that's you know for me it was yeah working on those stories that he he told um yeah it was a it was a big deal it felt great to be a part of yeah whale rider was quite an extraordinary shoot we were in that community um on the east coast uh and it, it, you know so much of what you see in that film was very present you know and like we were we'd sit there and 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 you know Nikki would be filming and there'd be scenes filming all around the um, Marae there, the, the big meeting house there. And, um, you know, there'd be these beautiful uh, kuya, elderly women, and they'd all be, you know, um, weaving. So they'd be sitting behind the monitor with Nikki just quietly weaving. And and it was so great to be part of that community, I suppose. Again, it's, it's that... Um, you know, you feel uh, comfortable because you're you're part of um, its culture. You know, it's, it was my culture, so I felt really at home. And I and and yeah, it was it was it's just grown and grown. I think you know, Tiger's had a really big. Um, he's played a very big part in that, and and us being very present. Yeah. I obviously have to ask you quite a bit about working with Taika, but in particular, how did how did you two meet? I, I believe I read somewhere you were teenagers when you first met. Yeah, 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 pretty much. I mean, I, I think I'm a couple of years older than him, not that he ever treats me as an elder. <laughs> he was at a play and there was nothing good about this play other than Taika. And then we were just sort of, you know, friend, friendly from there. And I always, I went and saw his... Um, stand-up comedy, um, he, he didn't do it that often, but I would go and see it because I found his comedy, you know, really relatable and remarkable, yeah. yeah. So yeah. when you first met him, did you kind of instantly know that you two would also make good collaborators? When, when did that really click for you two? I don't know. I mean, I think it was just, yeah, doing it, you know, he, he, he um, cast me in his first feature. You know, I just didn't think a film like that was possible. Um, I remember reading the script and just going, this is crazy good. This is, these are people I know and it's so funny. And, you know, um, yeah, so, uh, yeah. So from there on then, I suppose, you know, we, we uh, I haven't, I mean, obviously I haven't done all of his films and we, well, I joke about that. There's <laughs> one film that I wasn't in, uh, the, you know, the vampire film. But um, no, look, I just feel really fortunate. And, and there is this sort of weird 
kind of myth that um, he always puts me in all his films as a kind of good luck charm. I don't, I, that's, I don't think that's true. And also there is no pressure on Dougie to put me in his films. And um, I'm sure he'll be very, uh, you know, he'll be absolutely fine without me. <laughs> but I do love working with Taika, yeah. I, I prefer holding tight to the good luck charm thing because I do very much enjoy your presence in all of his movies or oh, most of them. Going, going back to Eagle versus Shark. So I don't know exactly what was going on between when you first met and then when he called you up to be in that movie. But given you had an established relationship, is there anything about him leading a set that surprised you when you got on that set? I mean, I think it's all, no, because I think we, I always thought Tiger was a, a very kind of special talent. So no, I I suppose it's always um, a little bit of a shock when you see your friends in those positions of leadership. We were younger and we sort of, it was kind of like, yeah, a shock to be making a film, I suppose, yeah. What was it about him as a leader on set that you really appreciated, just in terms of setting the tone and just creating an environment where people feel like they could deliver their best possible work? Just fun, total fun, you know, just relaxed. Tiger's just, he's, yeah, he's very smart. He thinks very quickly, um, you know, he's very, very good at uh, thinking quickly and making decisions on his feet. Um, I. I would say, you know, like um, sometimes it's just, you know, like a wonderful game of tennis. Um, Tiger's not uh, afraid to yell things out, you know, different changes or, um, you know, uh, suggestions for improvisation um, as you're in the scene. And that's, that's, I love working like that. You know, I love feeling like the scene is, is alive. It's not locked in. You've got, you know, someone inputting as your, you know, it very much feels like a, a lovely, um, yeah, collaboration between the two of you. He, he does it a lot. He just calls out um, ideas as you're in the scene and, and it works. It doesn't always work with other directors, I don't think. I, I feel like I've had that experience with another director before and it, it just felt sort of like an assault, but somehow the, um, you know, the energy and, and the sort of tone of Tiger's set, it definitely works, yeah. I know you haven't jumped into directing your feature yet, but what is something about type Tyka's process that you think kind of rubbed off on you? And then what is something about your own process that is drastically different and uniquely your own? Gosh. I, I don't know. I suppose, well, maybe because of my theatre background. I mean, I know, uh, look, Taika comes from theatre as well, but um, I feel very staunchly about rehearsal. And that's not uh, rehearsing the actors to get it right. It's rehearsing with actors to really build the world um, for themselves. Um, I know as an actor, I, there's just nothing beats it, you know, just warming up and rehearsing and, and really understanding a scene before you walk onto set. Um, Tiger does rehearsal too, but uh, maybe not 
quite in the way that I would like to, which is, which is you know, longer, it's a longer process. I've also had the fortune of um, working with Jane Campion as well. I coach for her on Top of the Lake, second series. She really insists on rehearsal and I've been part of that process. Uh, I've been allowed to be in the rehearsal room. She She's very um, protective of that rehearsal room and doesn't like anyone to come in, particularly to watch, you know, because people aren't as free when they're being watched. Um, so she's, it's just her and the actors and they really kind of go for it. They really dive in, I think, psychologically and spiritually into these characters and, and people. Um, and yeah, I just watched her do it. I wasn't allowed to be in the room um, as much, but I watched her do it on Power of the Dog as well. I was uh, coaching the cowboys in that film, but um, yeah, so that would be I get only difference. Um, I I I can only hope to be as you know um, clever and um, have as fun a create as fun a um, set and all the things that Taika does. Um, yeah, I really, I really hope I can do. I'm proud in many ways, you know, I, I mean, I've been on his sets mostly, you know. <laughs> so I, I obviously have picked up quite a lot from him. Um, I just, I love the way he works with actors. Yeah. And he's got a beautiful um, eye and um, yeah, I, I love his aesthetic as well. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, let's see. <laughs> Going back to something else you just brought up, when did you first uh, start becoming an acting coach? Because I believe Boy was the first thing I saw you credited as acting coach on. So did Taika have anything to do with that? Yeah. <laughs> he, um, his amazing acting coach that he uses, he used to use all the time. I mean, he hadn't, he hadn't made that much, but um, Lauren Taylor, she was not available and she, i mean lauren is a really great acting coach she's a director uh, as well um so doesn't do coaching as much with, like like myself i try not to do it as much i'll only do it for taika um but yeah he she was unable to do the job and i had already got the role of auntie gracie in that film and um they they would yeah, I was just sort of a logical person because I had done teaching. I, I taught uh, young kids um, quite a lot over the years. Um, so in terms of uh, theatre and drama. So I, I guess I seem like an obvious choice. But yeah, I re I didn't, I felt like I was way out of my comfort zone. I, I was also um, the chaperone. So we all stay together. We've got these really big meeting houses where our tribes um, and uh, sub-tribes, um, you know, are, are sort of focused. Um, and anyway, we, me and the kids all stayed in this big, in these, in this big meeting house, which is Taika's um, tribe's uh, meeting house. So yeah, it was a really intense job. So I do my, you know, I was my, playing my character and coaching the kids um, and then spending the night with them as well. <laughs> 
It sounds like a really beautiful experience and special way to make a to make a project, though. I love hearing this. Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's very much out in keeping with our culture, you know. Like we, so these big meeting houses, we, you know, we we um, all sleep together on them. You know, we've all got our a, a single mattress, and we we sleep with the photos of our ancestors and the carved um, ancestors as well. So it's it, it is very. Yeah. It's very special and very much in keeping with our culture that that was the way it was done with the with the kids on boy. But man, I was so exhausted. I couldn't wait for that job to end. Yeah. This is kind of a, a big question. I don't know if there's a simple answer to it, but I, I love how you highlight the importance of culture in all the movies that you've made there. And it feels like something we don't have at all or at least not that I'm aware of in the US and in Hollywood. So having been on some big Hollywood productions yourself, I don't know if you could take something from your culture or just something to bring out the culture of wherever you're filming on set. Do you have any suggestions to kind of add that special touch to it? Well, um, and I think, you know, this is probably what Tiger's doing. And also we've got some new uh, directors coming through by Grace Smith. Um, we've got, yeah, various directors are, are, are going to start, you know, you'll be seeing um, more of us probably um, in the world, which is really exciting. But I suppose one of the um, main qualities, um, we have uh, something called manakitanga in our culture. Manakitanga is the practice and principles of uplifting um, and each other with respect and um, care and generosity. So um, when you are hosting people, you know, you really try to, to, to be, um, to have manakitanga present. Um, I think it's definitely something uh, we've got an extraordinary producer here, actually, uh, Indigenous woman, Desiree Armstrong. And I know whenever I go on her sets where she's producing, that feeling is very much present because she's, you know, led that in her cast and crews. Um, and I think, you know, of course, um, yeah, so we, we, that's how we want to ideally conduct ourselves, you know, having our culture, um, the great, you know, some of the great, um, aspects of our culture in place yeah as we work and go out into the world I, I can't even begin to tell you how many sets out there would benefit from from that mentality and that touch to yeah. it I've been on those sets please me <laughs> the ones that haven't had that <laughs> yeah to get into a couple of specific titles here, I did want to ask you about Jojo Rabbit because did I hear that you had a role that was cut from the film? <laughs> I did. And I have to say, I am so relieved it was cut. I was the American soldier and I turned up at the end and I gave this very sort of righteous uh, speech saying how America saved the day. Um, and then that turned into um, total uh, prejudice um, and racism, really, toward uh, gym people. So it was a bit, it was sort of trying to be um, ironic. Yay, we've saved the day, and now we're gonna, um, you know, turn and be cruel on 
these other people as they have done. So it was it, it was very um, clever, but it was completely unneeded. <laughs> I I can respect the choice to. I actually I always respect when someone who has a scene like that can understand the value of it being cut too. Because oh, I'm a big baby when I even have a thing of mine edited. So I don't know if I would be that mature in your shoes. Oh no, I was really pleased. No, no, it really. I mean, honestly, you know, the end of that film. It's so beautiful. It doesn't need, you know, a loud soldier coming in and and being ironic. You know, <laughs> it's much more important we stay with the kids. Yeah. One of my favorite movies of 2019 right there. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I have to and say I love that film. Yeah. One of my favorite series of 2020 is Stateless. Oh. That, that is phenomenal. You're great yeah. in it. And that is just one heck of an ensemble. What is the key, I guess, to empathizing with a character like Harriet so you can lose yourself in her? Yeah, I, I, I struggled, I have to say. I mean, we also, uh, you know, the, when, we when they recreated those horrible compounds, um, a lot of the extras um, had actually been through that experience, which is why they wanted to be part of the series because they, they had lived through some of these atrocities um and i found that you know uh very moving but also um very difficult you know to be that baddie i don't know if you notice this but there's two new zealanders in that show me and sarah pierce and we are the real baddies <laughs> and i don't know what that's saying by australia Anyway, um, <laughs> sort of passing the buck. Anyway, um, yes, I, but I, what I did do was, you know, bullies beget bullies. So I think what I came up with her is that she had been bullied and unsupported, possibly gone through the uh, foster, foster route, um, you know, jumping from foster home to foster home. I mean, I know people like, like that who have gone through that system. Um, and that's where they gain power. You know, it's where they find power for themselves. Um, yeah, so that that's what I had to kind of get, that's the place I got to in order to play her. But I couldn't wait to not play her. Un understandable but all all the the work you you guys put into that show really pays off because it's it's absolutely incredible and i can't recommend it enough to anyone out there who is yet to see it oh, another one you. that you've got coming up and i always feel i always feel a little bit like a jerk when i'm singing something's praises and it hasn't come out yet but i was spoiled and i got to see penguin bloom at tiff this year oh, yeah. and it it is so good. My heart felt like it was going to burst. It's just such a beautiful story. Yet another one that I can ask you a million questions about, but just to catch everybody kind of up to speed, did you get the opportunity to meet the real Bloom family and how did that influence your work? From day one, I mean, I turned up to my first day shooting and there were the whole, the, the whole family were there. 
um, Sam and Cam and the kids. Um, I don't think all the kids were there, uh, but I think there was at least maybe two of them. Um, so it was just, yeah, delightful. They were very generous, lovely people, um, the Blooms. And we even, um, you know, it's actually shot in their house. Oh, I didn't so know. They actually know. gave, I know, they gave up their house and they seemed really fine about it. <laughs> Both of them are wonderful um, people. But yes, yeah, Sam, Sam is, she's something else, man. She's really, really cool lady. Yeah. That's really interesting about the house because I feel like that's something that pays off because there are so many unique qualities to that location that are are unforgettable. So I could see why that became a priority. Yes, yeah, no, that's so true, isn't it? Um, have you read the book? I have not read the book, but that's yeah. next on my list before yeah. I finally get to watch it again. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty lovely book, and 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 yeah, it does um, just like you're saying it it it, it does it's very, the, the experience is quite unique to the house. So that's, um, yeah, they did that very well in the, in the film. All right, creeping into soul territory here, you have the unique experience of having done two very special animated movies now. Can you compare the process of working with Walt Disney Animation versus uh, Pixar? Is there anything about their way of working that's super unique? I loved both experiences. With Moana, I got to go over there quite a lot to record, and I loved that. You know, I love spending time with the people, and there was, um, Jared Bush was um, often in the booth with me when we were doing Moana, and he was, re so he was reading with me, and that was really, um, that was re really cool. And, you know, I got to be there, and they bring in the, the pictures of Grandma Tala and um, Moana and they'd show me where we were in the store. They were just beautiful, you know, drawings. And um, so that was really cool. With Seoul, I was just here in Aotearoa, New Zealand the whole time. So I never got to go to the studios. Peter and Kemp were there on the little iPad screen in front of me, but I think I would have loved that more personal. Um, yeah, I'd love to have been there with them maybe, um, but for many different reasons, I, I couldn't be. Um, it was not anyone's, you know, mm -hmm. uh, it, it wasn't a preference by anybody. It was just, that that's how it had to be. Um, so yeah, that would be it. Um, but both wonderful, wonderful experiences. I love doing animation. I really love it. And both phenomenal movies. Terry might be one of my favorite characters in Soul oh. 2. It's, there are so many curious qualities and I wanted to know everything about the way Terry operates and exists. <laughs> and the fact that the movie doesn't answer a lot of those questions speaks to the reality of our situation, which I think is a beautiful thing, but it did make me wonder, what is the very first character description you ever got for Terry? And what were some of your biggest burning questions after reading it? I was told I was going to be a squiggly line. So that was confusing. It's accurate though. It's accurate, I know. And I was sort of like, I think I, that's what I said. I said to Pete, what, what do I look like? And he said, oh, 
really at this stage you're a squiggly line <laughs> I, it just blew my you know i couldn't quite get my head around it so i didn't i didn't concentrate on it <laughs> you know, i just tried to embody uh here as much as possible um so my, initially the the description that i got was you know this accountant very officious and um likes to please and be uh, you know correct and um, upstanding and all of that kind of thing and interestingly when i read the description i sort of started thinking it was a, a kind of you know emma thompson sort of role and i thought oh I, i'm gonna get to play with an english accent and you know um have some fun and do something quite different from myself <laughs> but you know of course i and i see i think i wrote to them and said, oh, do you want me to do this or this or this? You know, would you like me to have a play? You want me to do some recordings and, you know, I'll send them through and see which one you like. And they went, no, we just want you to be you. <laughs> In fact, we'd be really keen on you being, you know, uh, Paula from Hunt for the World of People as much as possible. So. I'm glad oh, you went that route. It works really well. Yeah, no, I got sent a link to Soul and I had to watch it twice in a row i the music is just extraordinary the animation is unbelievable it's you know in the heart of it it just has so much love in this film you know at its heart and i just yeah i feel really proud to be a part of it and very um i, I i'm really pleased that we can all watch it I'm really pleased that it's going to be in the world um, and I, I mean that um, yeah I think we could really do with a bit of soul at the moment um, no no pun intended there um, yeah I'm happy that it's going to be in the world yeah. I very much agree with that speaking yeah. of the love in the movie and you know the themes of I guess mentorship mm -hmm. I yes. was I was curious, in your personal life, did you ever have someone like what Joe winds up being for 22, someone who maybe sees the potential in you before you even feel it yourself? Yeah. I mean, yeah, of, of course, of course. Um, gosh, there's quite a few probably, but I mean, I, I suppose I would say, um, you know, my my mum, my who's, she, my mum has dementia now, and so she's not herself anymore, but she was such a smart, clever woman who really believed, when I most definitely did, that I would be okay in this industry. So um, I, she wasn't maybe the most ideal um mentor and uh, that she was quite bossy about that um <laughs> not necessarily um you know just encouraging and warm um but yeah no i i, I think of of all my mentors it would be my mum yeah who, who who you know was very smart and and often um quite brutal because of her smartness sometimes and I, I think I, I like, I, I, that quality worked for me. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Thank you for sharing that. 
So I think I have to let you go soon. But before I, I do, yeah, it's yeah. it's a situation where I have to ask about upcoming projects. And I know you're not going to be able to say much about this one, but I'm going to say the question and then I'm just going to examine your reaction too closely. So watch out for your facial expressions now. Okay, Thor, Love and Thunder. I feel like in a Marvel movie, if you don't definitively see someone die, they can return. So is Topaz going to return? I know nothing. <laughs> you gave me nothing to work with. I'll give you one that you can play around with a little bit because Taika is doing a Star Wars movie. I have I high know. hopes. Isn't that exciting? I have very high hopes you will be in it. I don't know what you know about it yet, but if you had the opportunity to be in a Star Wars movie, is there any particular corner of the Star Wars universe that speaks to you most? Jedi, Sith, Empire, uh, a creature character voicing a droid. If you had your pick, what would you go with? Voicing a droid I'd love, quite like the evil Empire. Oh man, imagine being in a Star Wars film. I just can't even cope with that thought, yeah. I, I actually can't cope with that thought. It's, imagine that. It's such a dream come true. I would totally love you. I look, I'd be very if I wasn't. I, I, somehow I don't think I will be, but isn't it amazing that I just can't believe that one of my darling friends is making a Star Wars movie. It blows my mind. I am so thrilled if he does for Star Wars what he did for Marvel as far yeah. as bringing his own voice and style to a pre-existing franchise. I, I can't imagine anything better. So I think he's going to do wonders for that series. I know. Did you see his Mandalorian? I have watched all of the Mandalorian yeah. and yeah. I mean, it's not even a surprise. He crushes it. He's he so it. And, and I feel like his flavor works really well in that world. So I, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I love that you can see it pop and you just know that those beats are so him. Yeah, yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So we always end episodes of Ladies Night with some rapid fire random questions. So. Oh, no. I can't yeah. always fail. I just want you to know I always fail at these sorts of things. But go ahead. I, th I think you'll be okay with these. Okay. Do you collect anything? No. I respect that because clearly I collect too much. Now I feel bad for not collecting stuff. <laughs> do, you, do you want all this clutter? Yeah, I, I'm a bit, I don't like clutter. Yeah. I understand that. I Clearly I like clutter, but I'm neat and organized about it. Adjacent to that, what is the favorite proper costume you've kept from a set you've worked on? Absolutely nothing. Wow. I know. <laughs> That's really impressive. <laughs> I at least would have stole something from Thor. Yeah, I mean, I really, when I think about how I've been dressed as various characters, I wouldn't want to keep any of my wardrobe. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay, you yeah. If you had to eat one meal over and over for the rest of your life, what would you pick? This is going to sound quite weird, but I love cucumber. No, that's not that weird. <laughs> Especially if you have the, if, if you let this answer, if you let the answer be a little broader and have things to like dip the cucumber in. Oh, no, I, um, I was it. just about to say, Cucumber and, and a cream cheese based dip. No, that's, I know that sounds weird, but 
yeah that's my answer yeah it's my game at the moment like i'm really into that at the moment uh smoked salmon cream cheese on cucumber wow that just got more complex and i'm liking it with every single thing you're adding to it <laughs> weird i know what is the last tv show that you binge watched i may destroy you i've actually watched a couple of times because I just think she, Michaela Cole, is just an extraordinary artist. Yeah. Another thing I must put on the list. Oh, it's fantastic. But I don't think you should watch, you know, you know, they do that sort of slow release where it's one episode a week. And that, yeah. I find that brutal these days because we don't, that's not how we watch anymore, is it? Um, I am in that same boat. Yeah, I feel like it's a series that you do want to have continuum. You know, you can't break it up. Um, it's a whole experience, you know. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend that show for sure. It was a real pleasure today to get the opportunity to highlight Soul and also to revisit a lot of your incredible work. So, Rachel, thank you so much for hanging out with us on Ladies Night. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. To everyone out there, Soul on Disney+. Plus. December 25th. Check it out. You won't regret it. And check out all of Rachel's work. See you soon, guys. <laughs>